Carry on with Omicron. Kind of has a ring to it, doesn't it? Find out more on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and it's been an interesting week. <laughs> so about uh, five days ago, uh, I began to have a little bit of a sore throat and runny nose and uh, sort of muddled through for a day or two uh, and then realized I probably should get tested. And sure enough, I tested positive for COVID. <laughs> and so I, if you were looking for my podcast uh, earlier this morning, this being Wednesday, uh, I am a little bit late, but this is the first time that I could really even talk Um it, uh, it hit me pretty good as far as a head cold and especially sore throat. And uh, <clears throat> so despite being vaccinated and boosted, uh, which we have been seeing, unfortunately, uh, pretty commonly with Omicron, uh, I tested positive. Now, of course, I get exposed uh, much more than the average population uh, considering the job that I have in the ER. Uh, but still, it was, uh, it's been no fun. I want to uh, distinguish, and I've been do- obviously doing some reading in my free time <laughs> uh, about Omicron, and there's some things that actually distinguish it from other COVID infections, uh, one being much more nasal congestion and sinus. Uh, one that they talked about is night sweats, which I have not had, um, but apparently with Omicron, you get more of the night sweat. And the thing that I did have is sore throat. That was the worst of all of my symptoms, uh, was just a burning, uh, broken up glass feeling in the throat. It was bad. In fact, my wife was saying that my throat actually looks swollen, uh, even from the outside, uh, she could see that. So uh, that's the worst of it. I still have a little bit of a sore throat, but I'm on the upswing <coughs> as I cough um, to the point now where I can at least talk. Um, you know, the show must go on. So I'm not feeling great. I feel like I'm about 80%, 85%. So I'm going to try to get through this podcast uh, with a few coughing interruptions and a gravelly throat. Um, but I think you guys will be okay with that. So at least I can talk and at least I can do this podcast Um, The other thing that has distinguished Omicron from other COVID infections, the initial and with Delta, is that it seems to be uh, a little more mild. Um, It does not, uh, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, it doesn't seem to replicate in the lungs, but more in the bronchioles, throat, nasal passages. The good news about that is that hopefully this is just going to be more of a cold type feeling, which is what I've basically gotten. Now, I have been vaccinated and boosted, and because of that, um, that has resulted in a milder uh, case um, that has been proven. And so uh, that could be the reason why uh, my symptoms were generally speaking mild, but it was still not a lot of fun. 
um, not feeling super, super great. And of course, the quintessential symptom that almost everybody has complained about with COVID is fatigue. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of sleeping and uh, that's okay. That's what your body needs to help kind of fight some of these things and these symptoms. But um, the, I guess the encouraging thing or what we're hopeful about with Omicron is that it will be a little bit milder and more of a head cold. You know, the issue with the virus replicating in the lungs is people getting, you know, breathless, um, getting chest pain, uh, getting wheezing, and then, of course, hypoxia, where we have difficulty even exchanging oxygen, and that's when people need to be ventilated in ICU. And um, so it seems like Omicron is staying out of the lungs or not being able to replicate as well in the lungs themselves and more in the bronchioles, which would obviously be more of a bronchitis, head cold type situation which is much easier to deal with and usually will not require hospitalization or, or further intervention, as was the case with me. So uh, there are some different uh, guidelines now in regards to testing positive. Of course, I'm learning a lot going through this myself, but these are also a little bit better based on current CDC guidelines. So if you test positive for COVID-19, um, they are recommending a stay-home quarantine for five days now instead of 10 days. I think those of us who are in the health field are still probably adhering closer to the 10-day, but they now are saying stay home for five days. And this is if you test positive regardless of vaccination status. Stay home for five days. If you have no symptoms or your symptoms are resolving after five days, you can leave your house, but continue to wear a mask around others for an additional five days. If you have a fever, continue to stay home until your fever resolves. I don't think I ever really got a fever that I'm aware of. Of course, I didn't check it at home, but um, but certainly my symptoms are improving. And uh, so <clears throat> I'm about five days into it. I'm probably okay to kind of go out into public with a mask, um, but that's the current recommendations. Now, if you were exposed to someone with COVID-19 um, and you have been boosted, you've received the complete vaccination series, um, <clears throat> you are to wear a mask around others for 10 days and on day five test if possible. That's what they're recommending. And then, of course, at any point you develop symptoms, you stay home and it adhere to rule number one. Now, if you um, have completed the series of vaccinations, but you are not boosted or you are unvaccinated, uh, they recommend that you stay home for five days and you've been exposed, stay home for five days and continue to wear a mask around others for an additional five days. Um, and then again, testing on day five, if possible. So that's the only difference. If you are unvaccinated, they recommend actually a five-day quarantine. If you are vaccinated, just wearing a mask for 10 days and then getting tested at some point. So those are the current recommendations, a little bit lighter than they have been before. Um, and again, <clears throat> this makes me and those in the medical community hopeful, but it's still early. And so we don't really know yet. And of course, the best case scenario is that all of us, either the vaccinated or the unvaccinated, get Omicron, and it's more of an Omicold than an Omicron, and it's milder, and it runs through the population, and then this thing starts to die out as it starts to lose the number of possible hosts. The problem is, once again, as I explained in the last podcast, the longer things stay around, 
the more likely they have for more variants. And so I'm still in the camp, even though I've been vaccinated and have COVID now, <laughs> still in the camp that you should get vaccinated. You should get boosted if you have been vaccinated. Uh, it, it lowers the risk of any severe side effects from an actual infection and most likely will protect you, period. And so I'm still an advocate for that and think that it's very, very important that you proceed with vaccination if you haven't been. Um, it's interesting this week, <clears throat> just a little bit of my, my own journey, um, also testing positive, is we had a meeting with my partners and I, I would never share anything that happened in that meeting uh, just to uh, protect my friends and partnership. But um, we had to have sort of a meeting to talk about working through this crisis. Um, my friends, uh, healthcare workers, including myself, um, we're almost two years into this and now we're facing yet another wave. And uh, to say that it's been exhausting, to say that we've been stressed and stretched um, beyond uh, typical limits is an understatement. And so we were able to get together and share our hearts and and hopefully sort of bring some realignment uh, to just even the way that we treat each other through stressful times. And it was good. It was a good and important meeting, even though at times it was hard. Um, but I want you to know from an insider that um, those who are in the front lines in the medical field, um, it's been rough. And I'm a pretty... Uh, mentally sound person, and yet my mental health has been challenged. I'm a pretty physically sound person, and my physical body has been challenged, and uh, we're all tired and, and, and stretched and worn out. And so if you have it in you to thank someone uh, that you know that is working in the healthcare field or in the front lines or even just getting exposed like I have been over and over and over again uh, to covid um, maybe just taking time to thank them or write them a letter or have the, have them know that you are thinking and praying for them. I think it's important because we all need encouragement and, and, uh, and we all sometimes just need to know that people care and understand. And one thing I've learned uh, over 52 years of living is that people can't always completely understand somebody else's situation and tell you, you know, you can't really walk in somebody else's shoes. It's not possible. And so uh, we don't always understand and, and we have to come to peace with that as well is that not everybody's going to understand our current situation or the things that we're going through. Um, but we can be a compassionate person and voice during this. Um, so I want to thank my partners, if you're listening, um, for the meeting. I want to thank you for um, what you do and who you are and encourage you to not lose hope or give up uh, because it is a privilege where we're at. And in fact, I'm reminded that my wife and I uh, had a chance to go to a medical conference kind of in the middle of all of this uh, pandemic issue. And it was evening time and we were at the conference hotel. And so my wife and I were uh, sitting by the beach and we were also <laughs> went to the hot tub. And uh, if you've been listening to any of my podcasts, you know that great and wonderful things happen uh, in, in a hot tub with my spiritual journey. And uh, the Lord speaks to me in my own personal hot tub. <laughs> it's my own little special place. Uh, but this was a hotel hot tub and we we're sitting there and a couple joined us. 
and it was interesting because uh, I was, uh, I guess I'm not exaggerating. I was burned out um, in the middle of it all, tired um, and wondering how much longer I could do this job that the Lord has called me to do. And a couple joined us in the hot tub, and and she was a physician attending the conference with me, and her husband was a chaplain uh, from the hospital, and an incredible, neat guy. And so we just got to know them and their situation and their story. And he began to share with me um, about his experiences as a chaplain. And it was interesting because something somewhere in the middle of the conversation shifted and he was talking, I believe, directly to me. And he was talking about what a privilege it is and what an honor it is for physicians to be in a position that we are in helping people through the hardest times of their lives and sometimes helping them through the end part of their lives. And with COVID, unfortunately, we've been seeing that. We've been seeing death and dying and heart, hard um, moments with families and hardships for sure. And he was saying what a, what a privilege it is for you to be there for the families and to walk them through these times. And he began to just speak to me. I, I don't know if he knew he was speaking so prophetically into my life, but I began to weep in this hot tub <laughs> as this man was sharing a message for me. And, and my friends, it was such a message for me that I even told my wife, like I was looking for them afterwards, wondering if he was an angel, like this was a divine appointment because it was just us four in the hot tub and he was speaking right into my heart and he was speaking about compassion and, and the, um, privilege is the word he kept using the privilege to be in that place of compassion where we get to sit and care for people. You know, Jesus was drawn to the hurting. In fact, even the Pharisees challenged him on that point. And he said, you know, the well don't need physicians. It's the sick who need physicians. And so quite literally, um, we as physicians are on the front lines getting, getting the privilege to care for people. And, and to sit with them. And sometimes even at their last moments. And so as he spoke into me, I feel like it was a, a Holy Spirit pep talk and it went right into my soul, into my spirit, and I just received it as a word from God to me. And it was so, um, it was so perfect in its timing and it was probably the reason why I was at this conference was to understand that we are all placed in a position to sit in the seat of compassion for our fellow brothers and sisters, period. That's why we're here. And we can never lose fact of that, no matter how tired we are, no matter how worn out we are, that that is the reason that we're here is to show and display his love. You know, I was just reading in Matthew about Jesus himself, and it says that he would he looked upon the multitude and he was moved with compassion. And I, I, I always love that line about, about my Jesus because the Bible also says that he did nothing unless he heard his father tell him to. 
He was completely connected to the father and to his voice, but he could not escape who he was. He could never be separated from who he was. He was the embodiment of love and compassion. And so when the Bible says he was moved by compassion, I don't know if in that moment he heard the father's voice or not. I'm not really sure that it mattered because of who he was. And he knew that who he was, fully God and fully man, that he would come into alignment with the father's heart anytime, in any circumstance, that he was moved by compassion. Moved by compassion. You know, all of us, have our moments of being loving people. And so we can all be compassionate. But I believe there's a difference between being compassionate and being moved by compassion. I think it's a distinction with a difference. We can have compassion for one another. But Jesus was moved with compassion. And here's the deal. He went and he ministered to these people. He, He healed them. He restored them, and he was fully man, which means he was exhausted. He was, he was strung out. He, he may have even been stressed. I don't know. <laughs> but he was tired, and yet he was moved by compassion. He was mobilized by compassion. When he saw his people, he could have easily said, you know what? Uh, This is the result of sin. And uh, you've been warned in the past, so I'm sorry. But this is the fruit of your decision. So we can say that whether we are talking to a client or to a coworker, to a Christian or to a non-Christian, to somebody who is vaccinated or someone who is unvaccinated. We could say, hey, you chose not to get vaccinated. Now you're sick. So you're just, it's just, this is your reward. And we can move without compassion in those circumstances. But Jesus was moved with compassion, whether they were worthy or whether they were unworthy of it. And so he, he brought healing and he brought, he saw it as a privilege to be in that place for his fellow brothers and sisters. So my friends, this is your hot tub, Holy Spirit pep talk. What a privilege it is for us to know and to love one another. What a privilege it is for us to be moved by compassion towards one another where we actually care for them, whether they deserve it or not, whether they are worthy of it or not, because we are moved by the compassion of who we are. We too cannot be separated from who we are. And who we are, are his people, his love. We are his love represented here on earth. So if you're my coworker and you're listening to this, I love you. Let's continue to be moved by compassion. If you are a patient of mine, if you are a Christian or you are a non-Christian, if you are vaccinated or you are unvaccinated, if you are worthy or if by some kind of standard I judge you to be unworthy, I don't know what that would be. It doesn't matter. 
I choose to be moved by the compassion that's within me. Yes, I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm even viral right now. (laughs) But because of who I am, because of who he created to me, who he created me to be, as the man or that angel in the hot tub said to me, it is my privilege to be there for you. So that is my heart. I hope that is your heart. My voice made it through this podcast. Hallelujah. God is good. So as I continue to heal and get better, I'm going to continue to drive with a compassion for you and for our culture and for our people because it's here on this earth and it's the spirit of Jesus. It's a Christ spirit within us where we are moved with compassion for one another. So with that in mind, and armed with compassion, let's go together now to set and shape the culture. Mm